Did a demon lizard person eat your cat? It is a succubus sucking the life out of you. <laughs> Lucky you. Oink. Rita, the script. Fine. Does nobody believe when you tell them that you saw a thing that looked like a melted scrotum with teeth eat your doctor's brain and then become her? Then, person watching this video on your social media platform of choice, the algorithm has made you today's lucky winner. The veil between dimensions is thin and hell creatures are slipping into our world. But, like, don't stress. We've totally got it under control. Give us a call, and we'll help rid you of whatever infernal beast is making your life a living hell. Eighteen and older, please. I I will be participating in use of mature themes, drug use, sexual content, and some harsh g***ing language. Rita! What? So if a demon's got you down, give us a call at 555-420-FART. <sighs> That's not that's not our number. Don't call that. It's nothing. Previously on today's lucky winner. We have to find a way to save your dad. The artificers at the workshop have improved the rift detector so much they can actually find spots between dimensions that are most likely to tear open. Whoa! 90%. Still don't know if that's a good or bad thing. But what I do know I'm gonna leave this nine-inch dong here to mark the spot. After I took a day to recover, I hyper-focused on this plan for the next couple of days, and I think I have it all ready. I've gotten more mushrooms from Hank to get y'all into the dreamscape. Dawn and Viv arrived in the dreamscape, holding opposite handles of the steamer trunk. Keegan arrived shortly thereafter. Wait, y'all are hearing the narrator? Rita? Can you not hear me? Yes! Can you cut it out? This is a delicate operation. Rita led Viv, Keegan, and Dawn through the infinite hallway, searching for the Phallus Palace door. Dawn and Keegan each carried one side of the steamer trunk, and Viv carried the multidimensional positioning system it's as they- It's Thomas. I- What? Oh, that's the name of the device. Listen, I know that, but I also have to make sure the listeners remember what Thomas is and don't think they missed a new character. New character? I- What are you- What are you talking about? Don't try to reason with him, Viv. He's an auditory hallucination. I'm sorry they're being jerks, bud. I know you're real. I don't know why Dawn thinks she's an authority on drug-induced hallucinations. If anyone is going to know about hallucinations, it's Rita. It's me. (laughs) You should give her a chance, Viv. She really grows on you. Yeah, like that zit growing on my chin right now. Rita, um, are you sure you know where you left the marker for that potential rift? I know where it is once I find the right room. My ADHD made a room for me to do my gay holiday movie that one night, and then I- of course you found time to jerk off while on a very important mission. 
My ADHD helped me. I stayed alert and interested, and I completed the task. Sorry I can't focus on shit the way you do. I'm sorry. I know that part isn't your fault, but I'm starting to get worried that you won't be able to find it, and we've wasted all this time and shrooms on nothing. If she can't find it, can we at least visit the arcade she has in here? Ooh, yeah. Let's go now, and maybe it'll jog my memory. No. Absolutely not. What door are we looking for? Like, uh, like, where does it lead, or, or what does it look like? Both. It leads to the fictional town of Strapsville, and it's the door to the South Dallas Phallus Palace. Uh, let's put down the trunk, Keegan. What are you doing? I'm going to use the gift Kyle gave me to help find our door. Show me the door to Strapsville. Ah! Why the alarms? In the distance, alarms started blaring near a door to their right. A large neon arrow hung from the ceiling, pointing to their destination. Dawn and Keegan picked up the trunk and ran to the door, with Viv and Rita trailing close behind. Shut up, you annoying piece of shit! Jeez! He's just doing his job. She wasn't yelling at the narrator, she was yelling at the alarms. I'm sorry about the alarms, little buddy. I think that's something my dad made a while ago, and I'm going to see if I can change it next time I'm in here. I want this place to be as dawn-friendly as possible. Well, you know, at least the hallway part. I'm, I'm not going to change the actual content of the other rooms. I, uh, I have to... Time is... You don't have to make yourself talk. I'm sorry I didn't notice that you are on the verge of overload. You've been working your ass off for days, you're sleep-deprived, you're stressed... With all that, and the uncertainty of whether or not I fucked up and didn't leave a marker by the rift, I imagine it would take a lot less than an alarm to push you over the edge. M- m- my headphones? Yeah, it's a, what, what you call it, the Swedish sound pounders or whatever? <laughs> Since sound murderers from Finland. Hey, you feel better enough to correct me. So if those work the way I want them to, that should block out everything but the three of us talking. There's a lot of noise in Strapville, so hopefully these help. Dawn gave a soft smile at Rita and put on the headphones. Rita got up from crouching in front of Dawn and extended a hand to help her get up from the floor. Dawn accepted and, upon standing, gave Rita a tight hug. Oh, I love you too, little buddy. Okay, maybe she does grow on you. Can you hear me, Dawn? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling okay enough to keep going? Alright, we got the nod of approval from the team captain. Let's go find that rift. As they walked through the door to Strapsville, Rita put an arm around Dawn's shoulders and escorted her down the rock salt-covered sidewalk. Viv and Keegan took over carrying the steamer trunk, with Viv holding Thomas in one hand and a trunk handle in the other. Rita got her bearings as she tried to remember where she left the marker, indicating a 90% chance of being able to open a rift to Kyle. I'm sorry, is that a giant glass cock on top of the Christmas tree in the town square? Yes. How else do you think Rita would top a tree? Well, it depends on what you mean by top. You know, it's actually kind of stunning. Thanks, I blew it myself. Now you all hush while I try to find a nine-inch dildo. Wait, what? That's how I made my breadcrumb trail. Did she say Nine-inch dildo, 90%. I've got one that's about seven inches over in a shop on the other side of the square. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I assumed you were goofing around. That actually makes a lot of sense. I mean, I was goofing around, but I was also doing the thing you asked. I can do both. I'll try to remember that for next time. Oh, oh! 
The newspaper offices. I left the dildo in a car in front of the local newspaper. Aha! Found it. Keegan, let's buckle some swash. <laughs> let me get my weapon. My grandma's staff is still in the trunk. Here, let me get the rift detector out of here so we can get a better look at this wibbly hole. <laughs> I got a wibbly hole you can look at right here. I have my staff now. You'll be Swiss cheese soon enough. Hiya! <laughs> Who says hiya in a sword fight? Me, you brigand! Oh, Matushi! I, I can take the rift detector, Viv. Uh, you feeling up to focusing on that? I don't want to add to your stress. Yeah, I'm good. The headphones help a lot. My name is Keegan Murphy. My father is alive and well and teaches ninth grade English. Prepare to die! Oh, Dawn took the rift detector from Viv and pointed it at the car. Fuck, she didn't see a wibbly spot. Still overwhelmed, she found herself getting irritable. How could Rita fuck this up? She closed her eyes and tried to think amongst all the superfluous influence she couldn't filter out of her brain. Rita went above and beyond what she'd asked for by labeling the spots by percentage. Did it really make sense she'd label a spot that wasn't thin at all? Remembering that Rita saw the world from nearly a foot higher than her, she tilted the camera upward. (sighs) Yes! Looking above the car, shit was fucking wibbly. She looked at the corner of the detector to confirm that Rita was right. 90%. She collected her thoughts, trying to remember each step of what they needed to do next so she wouldn't forget anything. You okay, Donnie? Yeah. Just trying to go over the steps in my head again to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. It's still a little spicy up here, and I don't want to fuck anything up. Did you find the thin spot? I did. It's right up here-ish. All right. So what do we do next? Uh, so next is... Next, we have to get Rita to... Oh my god, are you okay, Rita? It's the dreamscape. She's fine. It wasn't even magical. I know for a fact you pound your own ass harder than that. For fun. Uh, I guess you're too hurt to be a helper and earn the fruit snacks that I packed in the trunk. Oh, shit. Are they the, are they the, are they the... The Scooby fruit snacks? Yes. Yes, yes, okay. Uh, yes, is it my time to... Yep, call Master Leonard. I'm on it. The fruit snacks are in the pouch on the bottom left. Wow. How did you know that would work? I watched a bunch of gentle parenting videos. They've been incredibly helpful. Yelling was getting exhausting, and it rarely worked. Nice. There are eight packs in here. I can't have just one? Oh my god. No, I'm a good girl. (laughs) And you think that's going to happen eight times during this little adventure? Oh, I'm going to whack you with another dildo again, you little punk. God fucking damn it, Rita! I swear to- After defensively eating eight packages of fruit snacks, Rita helped complete the next task necessary to save her dad, using Master Leonard's vibrator. Not like, you know, use, use. She just turned it on Morse code mode and- Waved it around. Is this all you needed me to do? Uh, yep. Seems like Keegan could have done this. <laughs> Gross. I'm gonna touch your crusty vibrator. 
Nobody wants to touch a vibrator you own. This is a business vibrator. I don't use it for that kind of stuff. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Nobody <laughs> believes that. Do I have to keep waving it around? It is of the utmost importance that you keep waving it around. This won't work if you stop. Oh shit, I'm on it. <laughs> uh, the waving is just to keep her occupied. <laughs> yeah, I watched some videos on training reactive dogs and giving them a job to do, like wearing a tiny backpack you occasionally access, can provide them with the enrichment they need to be less reactive. I figure that vibrator job will provide Rita the enrichment she needs to stop picking fights with Keegan. Oh, the vibrator is her tiny backpack. Yeah, <laughs> a tiny nasty backpack. You need any help while Rita is preoccupied with vibrator waving? Huh, yep. It's time to crack this bitch open. Keegan, I'm gonna need you to stand guard with your grandma's staff right over there should anything besides Kyle and his guest come through the rift. Viv, how are things looking on Thomas? Looks like this Master Lennon guy came through. I've got coordinates to the dimension he's in, and it looks like I'm getting a live read on his location within the Hell Dimension. And? I think he's getting Rita's call, and he's on the move. Uh, hopefully he's got Kyle in tow. Thomas already has a lock on Leonard, so I can just plop him on the mailbox, point him towards where the rift will be, and let him do his thing. I mean, I could stop waving this vibrator. No! None of this will work if you stop. You gotta keep waving it, or we can't save your dad. People may die if you stop. <gasps> Too far, too far, too far. I was mistaken. Nobody will die, but it's still super important. Okay, so there are two more jobs that need to be done, and I'm going to let you pick which one you want, Viv. All right, shoot. Well, um, shooting is actually kind of what both options entail. Either you can take Cabroncita and keep watch at the side of the rift opposite Keegan, and shoot any unwanted nasties that may come through. Um, blech, I don't really care for guns. Uh, well, you may prefer the gun job after I tell you the other. The other job is opening the actual rift. You haven't been able to test it since we reversed the rift mending function so it would open one instead, huh? I have not. Yeah, I don't blame you. Where are you supposed to go test something like that? <laughs> right? And what, what, uh, what happens if I fucked up the rift mending function? It may work, it may explode, uh, or it may disintegrate you at subatomic levels. I, I don't know. Hmm. I'll open the rift. Yeah. You heard the part about disintegration, right? I know you don't like guns, so I wanted to give you an option, but I, I didn't think you'd choose the rift opening part. I really only half know what I'm doing. You don't have Dawn, to do Don, Don, relax. I trust you. You're smart. It'll work. I thought my bombs at Dallas Digital would work, though, wouldn't they? Oh, sweetheart. Oh, honey. You didn't do anything wrong with those. But Uncle Nate... It is possible to commit no mistakes and still lose. That is not weakness, that is life. Did... Did you just quote Captain Picard to me? Yeah. Did it help? <clears throat> yeah, actually, it, it helped a lot. So, you're really not worried about opening the rift even though I haven't tested it? You know, honestly, I'm genuinely more worried I'll shoot myself in the foot if you give me Caprancita. <laughs> uh, all right, let's crack this sucker open. <clears throat> Rita! Yeah? You can stop the dildo waving and come stand by Viv. <clears throat> Your job is to protect her from anything that might hurt her or keep her from being able to close the rift once your dad and his guests come through. 
you have El Bicho, and if anything gets too close, your size can, can stop tapping the vibrator on your face. I didn't know what I needed to do with it. I'm listening, I promise. I'm gonna protect Biff from demons that may come through the rift while she opens it for my dad, and make sure she remains safe while she closes the rift again. I have El Bicho, and should something go wrong, I obviously have my scythe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, that, that is everything. Thank you. Yeah, I told you, Keegan. Told you I'd be a good girl and earn all eight packs of fruit snacks. <laughs> you have part of a grape one stuck between your two front teeth. Oh, I swear to God, I'm just gonna fucking hit you with the eh, yeah. again. Slap fight on your own time. Everybody ready? Yep. Yep. Ready, scary. Let her rip. Viv stood by the mailbox where she had set Thomas. She wanted to be able to see his screen should anything go wrong. She pointed the rift detector at the thin spot over the car and adjusted the controls to tear open the rift. It was working. Mostly. What's wrong with the portal? I don't know. Everything looks okay on our end. There must be something happening on the other side. Do y'all see that? Looking through the portal, Dawn could see the hazy silhouettes of two people leaning on one another, hobbling towards the opening. Behind them, she saw short bursts of what looked like flames. The two figures dodged them as they grew closer. If that was Kyle limping toward them, there was someone tailing him close behind. He's being chased! Get ready to blast anything unfriendly! That portal isn't going to stay open much longer! Acting without thinking, as she is wont to do, Rita put a hand on the rift detector in Viv's hands. What? Uh, what are you doing? Helping! Attempting to open a poof in the same location, Rita lent her power to the rift detector, trying to buy her dad some more time. What the fuck is that thing behind them? Holy shit. The two limping figures had nearly made it to the portal. Also closer to the portal was the thing that presumably injured them both. A massive ball of flames in the sky, with four wings. Dawn looked just in time to see the ball of flames shoot a beam of white light behind the two figures, launching them through the portal. Shooting at this thing didn't even slow it down. Already on it. Dad had a friend he was bringing. The friend isn't here, and we didn't bring anything that has a chance of defending us from that thing in there. We have to close it. But what if they we can try still... to open another one later? But that thing can't get through right now. With the portal closed, Rita ran over to check on Kyle. Uh, Leonard, I'm Dawn. She, she, she was following. Dad. The, the key. It's Rita. Oh. <gasps> Vicky. V- Vicky. <sighs> hey, little buddies. Uh, check out the episode details to see everyone's social media handles. You can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the handle at Lucky Winter Show. Um, if you want to help us out, y'all know the drill. Share about the show on social media. Um, tell your neighbors, tell your friends, tell your dentist, tell that hot barista. Um, just tell tell people. Tell people who like dick and fart jokes. Um, tell the Discord server. Recommend it on Reddit. Recommend it in your Facebook group for mushroom foragers. I don't know. Um, y'all know we don't pay for our own advertisement, so word of mouth is entirely how we grow, and y'all kick ass at that, so 
Thank you. Um, and keep at it. Um, also, if you want to support us, um, we have our shirts in the shop. We have the digital download for the D&D supplement. Um, we have some 30 Squirty shirts left. We have a few of the OG shirts left, so you can see if they have your size. Um, so between seasons two and three, um, we're going to be taking a longer break than usual because if you've listened to the housekeeping section... On the past few episodes, James and Violet and I have to move, so there's going to be quite a bit of a break in between, um, but there is going to be a season three, I promise. I've already started the writing. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a larger break. There's going to be a short break um, before we finish out the season. Um, so this is episode 28. Um, after episode 30, we're going to miss one publication day. Um, to dot some I's and cross some T's before episodes 31 and 32, which are the last two of the season. They're both going to be extra thick, extra special episodes. I mean, like, extra, extra thick and special. Like, God, I wish I could tell you why. Um, but I just want to make sure some stuff's in order. So we have this episode, then 29, then 30, then we're going to miss a publication day, and then it's 31 and 32, and that's the end of season two. Um, I just always like to tell y'all when we're going to take a break and how things happen because I know I kind of mark time and rely on my favorite podcasts to come out reliably. And it's part of my week, so I don't want any of y'all surprised because my autistic ass does not like on this, on a, the unexpected. So anyway, um, that's going to be kind of what the schedule looks like. Um, also, we have our mutual aid form. Uh, on Google Open. Um, we primarily would like to gear it toward trans folks who are trying to manage being here in the United States right now. Um, it was primarily intended for folks trying to get out of dangerous states, but if you are a trans person who needs mutual aid, please go fill out the Google form because we want the middle of the show to be sort of a mutual aid minute. Um, even though this show's uh, second season is coming to a close, we have some stuff that'll be coming out, um, you know, after this season is over. That is stuff Violet and I are working on that is nonfiction, and we will run those mutual aid requests on that show, too. So um, please fill that out if that applies to you. Um, also, if you check out the show details, you can find a link to our Buy Me a Coffee and our Patreon page. Um, the Patreon is now the Mixnover Patreon, um, so you can support everything us group of weirdos do and as we put out more shows it'll just be a one-stop shop for all the bonus material from everything we do um and when you support us on patreon you can also get a cool shout out at certain levels like our friends randy lovings rachel rachelson sewing sarah b trossler kelly brennan smirty singh helen clifford m mosen august humbert and fleetwood max expanse um, yeah, so I think that's it. We'll be back with episode 29 on May 15th. Um, yeah, that's all I've got for y'all little buddies. Stay safe, and until next time, try not to die.